May only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. So I've been rereading the Stephen King novel, It, about a group of friends from Derry, Maine, who band together as children and then again as adults to defeat a shape-shifting demon clown monster thing called It. Now, It feeds off fear and violence, most of which it perpetrates, though it also feeds off of and seems to help cause greater violence and hatred in the people of the town. It is most famous for taking the appearance of a clown. And if you haven't read the book, you may have seen the miniseries back in the 80s or the two-part movie series a couple years ago. Pennywise, the dancing clown, It is a terrifying villain in this terrifying horror story. It scared me as an 11-year-old. It still scares me as a 43-year-old. And to this day, I quicken my pace when passing storm drains due to the opening scene in the book. I kid you not. Now, more disturbing than the monster itself is the response of the people of the town to It. When things get bad, the people generally do what they should. They hold curfews. They encourage adults to walk kids to school. They increase police presence. At the same time, however, there is a general apathy toward the presence of it. None are really aware and yet all seem to accept the fact of a high rate of violence and murder and a general they take in stride all the evil and bad that happens in their town. The town prospers. And so the people go about their lives accepting it as simply the way things are. On the one hand, what else are they supposed to do? On the other hand, how can they just accept it as the way things are? See, the people of the town despise it, but they also feed off of it in a spiritual kind of way. It's become so intertwined with the town and the people that it feeds off of them and they unknowingly feed off of it. It has become their spiritual food. Like the people in this novel, we too seem to feed off of the sufferings of others in spiritual ways. This is not intentional. It's not what we're trying for. It's simply the inescapable result of a world full of brokenness and conflict. Consider how many companies profit off of war. Weapons manufacturers and others. And I'm not saying, please hear me, I am not saying that the military is bad. I am not saying that weapons makers are bad. At its heart, the military's goal is to protect the weak and the innocent. And the weapons companies help make that possible to protect the weak and the innocent. At the same time, however, we can't escape the fact that part of our wealth comes from the destruction and killing of others. That's part of the way things are. That's part of the destruction and killing of our world, part of the brokenness of our world, and that that becomes part of our spiritual food. Think about the many products we wear that are made by overseas underpaid and oppressed workers. That becomes part of our wardrobe and also part of our spiritual food. How much of our economy depends upon such underpaid 
workers. How much value is derived off of impoverished and crime-ridden areas remaining impoverished and crime-ridden so that other neighborhoods can have premium pricing as a safe place to be? And then how many of us get angry and stay angry at any number of world or community problems that we can't change, but we can at least get righteously angry about and feel a resulting strength and moral superiority? Anger and contempt and fighting over who is right, brainless liberals, heartless conservatives, masks or no masks, the righteous indignation and moral superiority, the anger and contempt all become part of our spiritual food. In all of these and countless other ways, we are feeding off the brokenness and conflict in our world. And that brokenness and conflict has always been with us. And will always be with us. Whether we want it to be or not, the darkness, violence, brokenness, and conflict of our world will always be a part of our spiritual food. And so into this rather problematic diet, Jesus says, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Eat and drink me as your spiritual food, Jesus said. Feed your spirit off of my spirit. Change your diet. So how do we do that? How do we eat less of the brokenness and conflict, anger and contempt of the world and make our meals more of Jesus? Well, like with most changes of diet, if we really want it to stick... We don't make a drastic, sudden, and enormous dietary change all at once. If we were to try to divorce ourselves of everything that is of violence, oppression, or conflict, we'd find that we can't do that. Because we find just how interconnected we all are with that violence, oppression, with all of those things, we're not going to make the world perfect. And we're certainly not going to increase our consumption of Jesus by angrily and contemptuously decrying anything we say is not of Jesus. So how do we feed off of Jesus? How do we eat his body and drink his blood? In countless and infinite ways. By sharing communion here, this spiritual communion embodied as the meal we share. We can take note of each other. We can pay attention to each other. We can help each other out in our joyful times together. We can help each other out in our rough times together. We can stand up for each other and love one another. Such is the spiritual food of Jesus' body and blood. We can take time for ourselves. Rest. Rely on the Lord and his strength and power, knowing that you can't get it all done. Have faith and trust in God. Trust in God's goodness. Trust in your own goodness. Being made in the good and beautiful in the image of God. Trust in God's love of you and God's guidance of you. 
Such is the spiritual food of the body and blood of Jesus. Strive for justice and peace in how you interact with others, in how you vote. Strive for justice and peace in how you shop, in the things you consume. Seek truth and live in righteousness, meaning live a life seeking good for others and for yourself. Such is the spiritual food of the body and blood of Jesus. Enjoy life. Enjoy the sun, the sky, the grass, the trees, the air. Enjoy the ride. Breathe. Breathe in the beauty of the moment. Even during anxiety, depression, sadness, and fear. Trust in God enough to let go and not have control of everything all the time. Pray. Pray a lot. Make it weird. Such is the spiritual food of the body and blood of Jesus. See, we can't purify ourselves or change our diets by completely ridding our spiritual diet of all darkness, conflict, violence, and oppression. Such things are intertwined within our lives and this world, and there is no ridding ourselves completely of them. Also, Jesus didn't say, remove from your spiritual diet all things that are objectionable. He knew that wasn't possible. Instead, Jesus said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Make your spiritual meals of Jesus. Eat Jesus' spiritual flesh. Drink his spiritual blood that you may abide in him and he in you.